Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! For the lead. Puts it in. Next out to Allen. History point of Bang! Tie game. Lillard. A chance to send the Thunder home. And it's good! Is this the dagger? So hello everyone, Make It Fly out here, your all-in-one NBA podcast sponsored by no one else than myself. So before heading up to the podcast itself, I would just like to say that I decided to create this podcast, this distraction, just to put out there the love of a passionate basketball fan, NBA fan. So for all of you out there who love basketball or any other sports around the world, I invite you guys to get on this journey with me and embrace the challenge of growing as a basketball fan, an NBA fan but most importantly as a person, but also don't forget to share your thoughts with me whenever you feel like it. Let's get straight to the point, guys, and address the game that just happened between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers, in which the Dubs came off with a victory, 121 Golden State, 106 LA, 15-point differential here, this game being in the Chase Center in San Francisco, of course. Um. I believe the Warriors played great. Let's just get that right out of the way. I believe uh, that the key factor here was probably that everyone was involved. Uh, every player, even if coming from the bench, did a pretty solid job, I would say. Of course, not all of them had the greatest performance in their careers, but... They did a pretty good job, and most importantly, they worked as a team towards the same goal, which was something that in the last few games we really haven't been seeing coming up from the defending champions, the, the Golden State Warriors. First off, let's just start talking about Gary Payton the second being implemented into the starting lineup of Steve Kerr from the Golden State. Gary Payton, of course, as we all know, is a defensive monstrosity. He, this guy is really tough to go against on the defensive end. And he played 27 minutes, got off to a good start to uh, 4 for 5 from the field, 80% from the field, 1 for 2 from the 3-point line. And again, this guy had the best plus-minus in any of these teams during this game plus 25 which if you ask me is just spectacular this game was all about force was all about willing to win coming up from each team and we certainly saw that uh from the side of the golden state warriors the lakers didn't start the game pretty well they went off with a really bad start uh, coming up uh, in the first seven minutes of the game with a 15, almost 15 point deficit, a 13 point deficit where no one was really shooting well. But then Anthony Davis, uh, LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell kind of got it going and they managed to pull 25, 23 and 15. Uh, LeBron James being the leader when it comes to scoring from L.A. And this series is now 3-2, favoring LA. Going back to LA for a game six that was just forced by the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions. So 
we've seen uh, that in the last four games before this one, where these two teams faced each other, force was certainly on LA side. And we've seen um, AD break the point most of the times. We've seen D'Angelo Russell getting to his spots pretty easily and getting up uh, easy buckets, which then also involves the team in the next 20-25 minutes of the game because they are now with a comfortable lead. They're not under that much pressure, and that puts the pressure on Golden State which of course is what the Lakers have been trying to do since the start of the series. The Warriors didn't get that much of a rest uh, coming up from Game 7 in Sacramento, where they won, and Curry scored 50 points in that huge breakaway game, where Steph was certainly the best player on the field, and for some moments, the best player on the planet also, for everyone that was watching that game, even if you're not a Golden State fan. We've seen players uh, throughout this series like Jared Vanderbilt, um, Austin Reeves, Schroeder, really getting it going coming up from the LA Lakers. And they managed to get a 3-1 lead not because <laughs> they were lucky or they got lucky for some unprecedented reason, but because they are really tough. And after this trade deadline, uh, Lakers really made the right choices and now they're really a contending team coming up from the West. But now getting back to the game again, we have strong performances from star players coming up from each team. But one player we didn't see playing that well was uh, Clay Thompson. He was 3 for 12 from the field, a 25% field goal percentage. And it was only 2 for 6 from the three-point line. He got a good plus-minus category going up for plus 16, but he was not that Clay Thompson we all know. He was not the game six Clay uh, that probably is coming up next game. Not trying to say anything, but Clay hasn't really been playing the way we all know he plays. So if he does what he does, I believe the Lakers will kind of have a Really difficult struggle to hold uh, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Kirby with the possibility of Jordan Poole exploding for 20 points if he really gets it going for an entire 48 minutes. They'll probably get tired. They're bigger. Uh, the Warriors are smaller. Of course, that brings up some advantages for LA. But I believe the Warriors can really pull this off, winning uh, their game on the road and continuing their streak of winning at least one road game in all of these playoffs since 2016. So, Kevon Looney is now back uh, again into the rotation after being healed for a week or so. He played 20 minutes. Did a pretty good job uh, when it comes to guarding and boxing out AD on the paint. Uh, went for four re eight rebounds on 20 minutes and two steals, one of them being a really good steal, but then puts up the dubs into another fast break opportunity, converting some more fast break points, which then leads to an LA timeout, which completely changes the momentum of the game. So these are the key uh, things that the Warriors, uh, the reigning champs, need to focus on if they really want to try to pull the series off. Uh, there's still two games to go. LA needs only one big Davis, one big LeBron performance in order to pull this series off. But I believe if the Warriors try to pull their 
entire firepower together and play as a team, which they did in uh, Game 5 to force Game 6 back in LA, they will probably pull the series. And I'm saying this because players like Draymond Green, who play 30 minutes, checking the box score right now, went for 7 out of 11 from the field, 63-64% field goal percentage when it comes to shooting, 1 for 2 from the 3-point line, and a plus 13 in a plus-minus category, which is insane. Draymond Green hasn't really been going to the basket as much and as much as the Warriors really need him to. Because if you're playing for um, four shooters and Draymond Green, we expect Draymond Green to be a good, reliable uh, rim protector. Even though he is only 6'6", Davis will certainly have a easier job when attacking the basket when compared to attacking different uh, centers on the field. But when he's not on the field as the main uh, primary rim protector, he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to push the pace of the game just like he did in this one. He needs to try to put the ball in the basket, to try to get to the free throw line too, because that also counts. And in the first four matches of the series, we've seen the Lakers completely taking advantage when it comes to free throws, when it comes to fast break opportunities, pushing the ball over. And because they're bigger, not faster, but because they're bigger and they're getting mostly all the calls uh, they really want to, which is also something we need to discuss here. They are completely blowing up the Warriors on the free throw line. They are completely blowing up uh, their momentum when it comes to the defensive end. And then that translocates to uh, the offensive end too, where the Warriors can't really seem to get a stop. And they also can't really seem to get their offense and that their flow going. Players like Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Austin Reeves are certainly going to be the ones playing a much more relevant role in the stretch of some of these important games now that the series is uh, stretched up to six games. So we'll see who comes up on the right side and who doesn't. But now let's talk about something a little bit different. Let's talk about referees and the way they have been impacting this series all the way from the start. And I'll just start by saying that officiating really hasn't been good at all. We've seen a 15 to 15 free throw uh, record on this match, which is completely different when compared to the last games. And it's not the Warriors who are shooting more trees or uh, not getting the ball going or not attacking the basket as much. I really believe the referees are playing a major role here. I really believe that there are some moments of the game where the Warriors are kind of getting it going, kind of finding their flow when it comes to offensive and defensive end uh, of the floor, but then they are completely striked out by a 15-point uh, discrepancy coming up from the free throw line, which is just not normal, which is ridiculous. And this game, both teams attacked the basket. Both teams got the calls they needed to. Both teams got 15, 15 points uh, on the free throw line. And that really has been also one of the main uh, key areas uh, that will probably end up deciding the series in the stretch. Now let's talk about a really important thing too. Matchups. We've seen Gary Payne in the second basically guarding everyone. He guarded Austin Reeves. He guarded... D'Angelo Russell, Igarda, LeBron James, basically the entirety of the game, he was switching up uh, and defending anyone 
that he could come across to. He was certainly the best uh, player on the defensive end, alongside with uh, Draymond Green, who also uh, played a major role defending LeBron James, but most importantly, trying to get AD out of his rhythm. I think the Warriors did a pretty good job when it comes to the defensive end, and the Lakers were really struggling with the Warriors' offense. The ball was moving pretty well. The flow was there today. Uh, they were passing. They were breaking the paint. They were kicking to the shooters outside. And balls were falling. Which uh, is something that really hasn't been going from the three-point line uh, when it comes to the Warriors the last few games. Uh, they were hitting threes. They were hitting shots. They were hitting middies. They were hitting everything. And they were getting to the free throw line because they were attacking the paint too. And because the Lakers needed to fall in order to stop their, their offense. Anthony Davis had an okay performance tonight, but flopped too much. I'm just going to get it out there right away. He's uh, a pretty good defender, as we all know. Probably the best defender on the Lakers side. And Lakers are nothing without their rim protector. Lakers are nothing without AD on the paint. And one thing the Warriors tried to expose on, on the offensive end was pick and roll with AD. Trying to get AD switched up to Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole, outside on the perimeter. Who then opens up the lane for anyone else who's there. Or then helps Steph Jordan Poole to just get by AD in the blink of an eye, attack the basket, get to the free throw line. The Warriors are expected to get back to this uh, game plan again when it comes to game six uh, back on the road in LA. But I really believe that the Lakers are going to do some adjustments here. First things first, they can't let AD stay outside on the perimeter with Stephen Curry or Jordan Poole. They, he will just get completely blown out uh, on the dribble or they will get easy pull-ups because you know that those two guys are probably two of the best shooters of the dribble on the league alongside Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard. When you know you can't let someone open, even if you're a center and you're as big as AD is and not as mobile, you're probably going to close out. And you're going to run off to the three-point line trying to contest a shot and that just completely exposes your defense because you're now you don't have any rim protector on the paint and you basically open up uh, the other shooters on the sides because someone has to come up cover Stealth or Jordan Poole uh, when they get by uh, AD. So the Lakers are probably going to switch this up. They're going to do a different pick and roll coverage uh, than we, uh, we expect. And that's something the Warriors will probably need to adjust uh, during uh, game six if they want to pull this off. Finally, after seven games on the Sacramento uh, series and then four more games here against LA, Jordan Poole got going. Jordan Poole started actually taking good shots, started actually blowing by some players. And although we've seen some sparks of what it was last year in that series against Sacramento that went five ga seven games in a stretch, he played much better tonight. Their, his minutes just went all the way up because Steve Kerr knew that they need him 
when it comes to game six and if they somehow pull it off game seven, which is possible. Jordan Poole played 23 minutes and he only played 10 in game four and in game three. This is a monumental change for the Warriors to have another guard ready to be put out there on the field and someone they can trust on to take those big shots like it did in game one, which is, if you ask me, a good shot where it's open and of course he could have taken some one or two dribbles to get closer to the three-point line, but that's the shot you feel confident with and that's a shot you certainly need to take if you're Jordan Poole. Now let's get back to game 6, which is going to be played in LA at 10pm Eastern Time. And before anything else, let's just get straight into it and get this right out of the way. If you're a basketball or an NBA fan of some kind, you want this uh, series to go to a game 7. Just because you have two of the all-time 10 best players on the NBA facing each other, probably for the last time in their careers in a playoff run. You have LeBron James and Stephen Curry, both at 35 and 38 years of age, facing each other in probably one of their last playoff runs in their careers. You want this to go to a Game 7. We all know that the crowd's going to be crazy. Everyone's going to be chanting. We have players motivated from each side. So before heading off, I would just like to thank you all guys for standing by for listening to this podcast it's the start of something new the start of something that i've really been thinking about in the last three four months lately so for all of you who stood there and took your time to listen up to this podcast and my new project uh i really would like to thank you guys and most importantly stay safe because i will catch you guys on the next one